0: Hey everybody, it's Dr. Michaela Keegan Yadley here, Michaela from here on out, and I've spent the last 20 years in education really honing my craft and connecting with other people and connecting with students and connecting with teachers and bringing high quality instruction and professional learning to them. I'm excited to take that on the road and into podcast world so that I can reach more people across the country. And really what I set out to do is to bring you incredible value through either my own insights and especially insights of others who have a lot to offer and share. It's been a tough couple of years in education. Let's have some fun. Let's learn a lot. Reach out to me if you ever have anything you want me to cover on this. And until I hear from you, enjoy our episodes. This podcast episode is brought to you by the 3D printing man. Get everything from custom food bowls for your pets to chore lists for your family in more than 15 vibrant colors, all custom designed. Visit his store on Etsy by searching the 3D printing man, all one word. Again, that's the 3D printing man on Etsy and get 10% off with the code dissected. All right, before we jump into today's episode, I just wanna let you know I am so excited to officially announce our summer live free virtual event titled self-taught how to have the year you want next year. I'm really excited because I know that teachers want to have a joyful year um, where they're equipped to handle all the more challenging things that COVID and the pandemic learning year has brought to us. And I'm excited to actually help that happen. So you can go to DrKeganYatley.com. I'm going to mention it in our episodes also. And you can sign up for uh, this free live event. Um, I'll send you reminders about it. It's really going to be amazing because what I want more than anything is for you to have the transformation that you want, which is enjoying teaching again and being equipped to handle the new challenges that we have in the face of what's happened over the past couple of years. But without further ado, let's get right into our episode. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We are back for another episode of the Dissect Ed podcast. And as you may remember, we are in our summer series where we explore what has kept teachers excited about, passionate about, and feeling joyful about teaching. In all of the challenges that the last couple of years have brought, and really all the changes in education over the past, I'd say, five to 10 years, Um, There's a lot that can bring us down and today we connect with Vanessa Drew. She is a French teacher and indigenous studies teacher in British Columbia. And she explains to us that it's really her connection with her students. Yes, into her school community uh, on a broader level, but really her connection in her classroom with her students that keeps her feeling joyful and motivated each day. And so I encourage you that if that is you, Listen to Vanessa because you'll probably relate very well to this episode. And if that's something that is a struggle for you, listen to the conversation that Vanessa and I have about some of the ways that she develops that strong relationship with her students. Because as I'm finding and speaking with lots of teachers over the past year, the common thread that has kept teachers You know, able to push through some really stressful, tough times is knowing that they have that strong connection with the kids in their class. Um, And so it's this is one way that we talk about it in this episode today. So without further ado, here is Vanessa. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we have the honor of being with Vanessa Drew. She's a high school French um, and Indigenous Studies teacher. She's all the way from British Columbia, Canada. I got that right. Correct. Yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. And um, I'm really excited because uh, I've been actually, you know, if you've been listening, I'm on my TikTok journey um, and I have found a couple of amazing people and Vanessa's one of them. So I'm going to turn it right over to you, Vanessa, and ask you to go
1: ahead and introduce yourself to and tell, yeah. us, tell us about you. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me and for uh, allowing me to share this, this platform and this space with you. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm a mother of two grown children, and uh, French and English are my teachable subjects. And uh, now, with some uh, curriculum changes here in British Columbia, uh, we now have an ind- an Indigenous studies uh, portion. And uh, I am in love with French and with English and French grammar. Um, and I'm not making that part up. I actually yeah, love I am, the grammar really? aspect <laughs> of it. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm really just so interested in connecting with my kids and it's not about memorizing things so they, they can do well on the test. And so, yeah, so I just found have over the last few years, you mentioned a word in the introduction there, journey. And I feel like even though I'm middle-aged, I've been teaching for 16 years. Um, I you know, did a stint with the federal government before I became a teacher. Uh, I, I'm still on a journey and uh, yeah, I just, just working through it.
0: So, you know, I think you left a few things out there, and so I'm going to call your attention to the fact that you like to drink hot coffee in the middle of a heat wave. So I think I you need that. to share those gems with our listening audience. Tell us. Yeah,
1: so so <laughs> I'll show up at Starbucks in the middle. Last year we actually had a, a heat wave where it was uh, 50 degrees Celsius. I'm not a math teacher, wow. but my best friend is, so That's you don't have hot to do the conversion. Yep, <laughs> it's very very hot. And even then, I was walking up to Starbucks, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'd like a hot black coffee." And they're like, "A hot." are you sure it's hot? I mean, absolutely. A hot black coffee. Thank you very much. So yeah. All right.
0: I think that's that's important because that's going to yeah. resonate with some of our listeners who are like, that's right. Or yeah, that's right. if you're up here where I am in New England, there are diehard iced coffee drinkers. So no matter how cold it gets, they will walk into Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts and they will or- yeah. order that iced coffee and bring it to school. And I'm over here like, I'm always hot, but I'm like, how could you do that during the yeah.
1: winter? And so. that's my daughter. And it's funny. So I, I, you know, little things that we each are saying is reminding us that I'm Canadian and you're American. So yes. you mentioned Dunkin' Donuts. So up here in Canada, Tim Hortons Tim is Blake. like the iconic coffee shop. I can't stand their coffee. Oh, I do not like their coffee at all. In fact, um, there, there's a story. Um, this young girl came to my classroom and I've forgotten that we had not met yet. And she was holding a Tim Hortons cup. but I'm like, oh, yeah, you 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 can't come in my classroom. You, that, that's not allowed. And she thought I was serious. And she started to get a little, like, panicky on her face. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, honey, no, no, it, it's okay. Like, it's okay. And then finally somebody said, she really doesn't like Tim Hortons. I don't suggest you bring any more. It was. Oh, that's there's so- been so many jokes over the years. Kids who put, like, Tim Hortons cups on my desk and I'm not looking. And it's <laughs> yeah. just, yeah.
0: Wow. I mean, I was just about to tell you how I drove past. So we had Tim Hortons in the States for a little while. It was like originally best-eaten donuts, which is like a childhood memory with my daddy who was, went there. And I was driving in a different part of – I'm new to Connecticut. And I think it was yesterday. And I'm like, we drove by. I'm like, Tim Hortons? They have – and it was old. I, the thing has been closed for – a very very long time,
1: right? And right. the sign
0: is still up, so I just I had a laugh at that, and then you yeah. just mentioned Tim Horton, so yeah. um, you know, and actually for anybody listening, I everybody should just be um an extra grateful for Vanessa joining us today because you just had your last day of school, right?
1: Yes, my last administrative day. Yeah, so the students yeah. have been out for a while, but I literally pushed everything off my desk into a big box, and that's how I clear my desk every year. So it was that yesterday or today. That was today. Yeah, that was literally today. Yep. So it is yep. June thirtieth. Um, yep. Thank
0: you for clearing exactly. off your desk, coming mm-hmm. home, and joining us on the there podcast. Also, when you said it could be Thursday afternoon, and to me that meant like five o'clock, but really it's like two of your time. So it's really two o'clock know. my time. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know the world does not all center around New England, Kayla.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm um, a typical uh, New England born and raised. Um, but I wanted. i just. Get- I'm you. just
1: wondering. It- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People may not know exactly where British Columbia, Canada, is. So it's on the west coast. Yeah, it's on the west coast of, of Canada. The only way to get farther west would be to go to uh, Vancouver Island. And so I live about ten minutes away from the Washington state border. Got it. That's
0: that's great. It's good perspective too because there might be nuances in the episode where it's mm-hmm. like I think there are so many similarities, but like there are also probably a few differences um, in uh, in that. But like it's funny because on TikTok, I feel like we're just all from the same. We're all from TikTok
1: right exactly
0: like this place that exists where we're just all from tiktok and i'm like i don't even like that that person might not might be from you know across the world but to me it's just we're all we all exist exactly we're all neighbors yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but i really you know i'm excited about this episode because like um like you i've been in education now uh i think this was my 17th year um but 20 years total i started off as a ta and went back to school and then Mm -hmm. um became a teacher. And I have found this year that, um, I, I assumed as I went into like coaching teachers this year, it expanded that, that I would be working a lot with first year teachers, second year teachers, especially because they really didn't have the opportunity to have a full student teaching experience because of COVID a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So that was actually my assumption of who would be reaching out who ended up reaching out to me a lot was actually teachers who have been teaching for about 10, 11, 12, 13, 16 is like the magic number to 18 years, saying, whoa, it's so different. And the last two years have been really hard. So that's been something that I didn't expect to emerge as like a little theme this year, but it has been. And so, you know, I, I enjoy your content so much on TikTok and know that there's just so much joy you bring from it. Um, And so I would love to hear, you know, you shared a little bit about, um, you know, that you teach and and some things that kind of make you you. But can you tell us a little bit about your journey in teaching?
1: Yeah. So um, as I mentioned, I worked for the federal government for 15 years. And then because I was passed over for a job, I thought, fine, I'm going to go to university. So um, I was in my late 20s. My children were quite literally babies at the time. Um, And so uh, I graduated. I was 31. uh, That's about 2006. And Mm -hmm. I uh, got a job right away and uh, not in an area where I thought I would be working. I had planned to work in inner city schools. Mm -hmm. Um, and ended up working in an independent school, totally outside the plan that I had. But um, my husband became quite ill shortly after I started uh, teaching, and it became became a great community for me to be. He ended up passing away three years later. And um, they just surrounded me, and they surrounded my two children who I brought to the school uh, and and it's just it's grown from there. And and I've often thought, well, you know, the needs are so different between public and independent inner city and yeah. and, and otherwise. And and yet they are all still young people trying to make it to the other side. Um, and um, I, I in my independent setting, I literally have had almost any situation with a student I possibly could have imagined the things that they come and tell me at the end of the day or the chats that we have and. And it's interesting because you know I, I figure I'm going to be here until it becomes obvious that this is no longer the place for me, and this year has affirmed it even more. So that the students, you know, I'm, I'm there for the students, but also I've got a you know my my branch of friends has kind of expanded a little bit this year with with other colleagues, and and we're talking about these things, the things that are a struggle, the things that we're we're trying to figure out, and um, the thing is we're trying to figure this out while we're trying to help people who are trying to figure this out. So uh, yeah. So I've been there for, uh, this is my 16th year of teaching and um, mostly focused on French. And then, uh, yeah, this year will be the Indigenous Studies class. That's amazing.
0: Episode. It's so funny because um, it's fun to get to know people uh, through podcasting, right? So like we we're just, we're essentially kind of just meeting for mm-hmm. the first time. Um, and so when you say, first of all, I'm very like sorry to hear about your husband. That must have been incredibly, obviously, incredibly difficult, and I'm glad that, you know, you found community in your mm-hmm. school. That's beautiful. Um, and, you know, I know that for some people listening, that's not the case. And anytime you can find community mm-hmm. in your school, just just to recognize that as a blessing, yeah. um, because that really is something that can help immensely when something really tough in life outside of school has has happened and to lean on the people that's it's wonderful that that community is
1: there and I I think too like for me uh, we we talk about my husband like I'm remarried now and the kids are now Mm -hmm. grown-ups it's been 13 years and you know we still talk about him every single day and I didn't tell my students that's a topic you can't ask about Mm -hmm. and I had some students come to his funeral and um I've I've had kids say I want to ask you some questions but I don't want to be rude and I said hey man you can ask me any question you want if I don't want to answer it, I won't answer it. And that's okay. And so it's been a way to, as you know, obviously I was processing things, but for students to see this is how you can walk through some things and, and, you know, share what you want to share, keep to yourself what you want to keep to yourself. But I really think, um, I I really think showing them that I'm a real human being, I think has been, has been helpful.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, something else you said, um, is, when you said you, that you pictured yourself teaching like in, in an inner city school and you ended up in an independent school in a different environment, um, I, I went right into uh, inner city schools um, in Rhode Island and loved every second. And then I guess it was probably 12 years in, um, I had been a principal for, for four, and then I left the district and I really, I didn't really have a plan. Um, and it wasn't because of the, it had nothing to do with the kids. I loved work. I loved being there, but I ended up, um, there was a one year interim position in my hometown in Rhode Island. And I was like, huh, that's perfect because right now I'm really not sure. Like if I still want to be a principal moving forward mm-hmm. at some point, um, I'm not, I just didn't know. So I ended up taking the interim assistant principal role, uh, in my hometown, which was a completely different environment and i Mm -hmm. i honestly was like i don't know how to the only reason i know how to exist here is because i grew up here right but i don't know how to be a teacher or a school leader in this environment and quickly i learned that kids are kids
1: yeah
0: kids are kids and so when you said that it really it struck me because i came to that realization too now of course the environments were very different yes yes but kids were um kids are kids, and they were yeah. they were all, like you said, just struggling and, and on their own journey of learning and growing and, and making mistakes and trying to get it right and getting it wrong sometimes and needing the, the adults in their lives yeah. to help guide them yeah. um, it, to the other side, sometimes
1: mm-hmm. some pretty big
0: mistakes or things that, that weren't going right for them. So um, when you said that, I was like, huh, I had that experience too.
1: Exactly, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So... One thing I wanted to ask you before you get into some students, actually, no, let's go to students. I noticed right. you post a lot about um, your students and you've already talked so much about them in the episode. And I think that's one of the things that drew me to you on TikTok was because I could tell um, just like your students light you up.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, and that's and, they, and and that's the same for me. Like, get put me around a kid uh, and that's where I'm my happiest. Yeah. Um, So tell me a little bit about, about that. Like, how do you support, you already mentioned some of it, but like, what do you do to support your students? Especially when you mentioned that in the last, we can build that in like in the past couple of years, I think you said something that I think will resonate with every single listener is that the kids coming back to school this year after the trauma or experience of the past two years, we've seen, we've all seen the increased, um, you know, the different behaviors that are happening um, and, and, and just forgetting how to be students is kind of what everybody's kind of yeah. classified it as. Can you talk to us about what you've seen and then how you've been supporting your students?
1: Yeah, I think over the last couple of years, because in so many ways we've been isolated, um, there's a lot of community events in my own community that, you know, some are on a regular basis, some them once a year. Like so many of those have not happened. Um, um, yep. Students who are really involved in sports or in band or in music and choir, uh, in art clubs, like they haven't had an opportunity to do that. And and I actually feel that there is, you'd mentioned the word trauma, and in, in now how do I get back into it? And and who am I now? Um, because I haven't been doing that for so long. And so, yeah, I just try to find uh, ways with, I mean, each class is different. Uh, high school, I see a bunch of different kids all day long. And so uh, trying to find out what what are the things that really connects with those kids. And so this year uh, we were able to start back up. We have a girl's lunch and I started a couple of years back. And awesome. It's a once a month thing and we have snacks and sometimes we do crafts and you'll see the one day I was trying to uh, roll up a flower with, with one hand because that was going to be yeah. the craft that we were doing. And so I was like, hey, you guys, this didn't work out. I'm sure yours will be better. And uh, laughter and, and what have you and burning of fingers with hot glue high school students. Oh my gosh. Like it was crazy. Um, but yeah, they come in and sometimes we're listening to Taylor Swift music and I have had my flow for my lifetime. And, um, and sometimes they're just chatting and international kids uh, come in. Um, my room is close to the international department. So I literally go over there and say, girls, come on, let's go. We're having, we're having lunch today. And, and, uh, and that's been really cool because you can see that the students who sit in the hallway by themselves, don't talk to a lot of people, Mm After a couple of those lunches, they start peeking their nose in and they start having a look and then they have a sit down. And and then they're showing up to Japanese Culture Club, which happens once a week in my classroom this year as we have some international students from Japan. And um, yeah, those types of things. My grade 10 French class, um, I saw in the grocery store one day there was Coke with coffee. I love one of those two ingredients. And so I said, well, we've got to try this. So I took some to school and I had them try it with me. Well, that started a once a week bringing in something for us all to drink. We did uh, kombucha. We did unsweetened pomegranate juice. They just couldn't believe that. Uh, We drank (laughs) something called corn juice, which is kind of like cream corn, but also very wrong. Uh, So (laughs) we did lemon juice, like straight up lemon juice. The kids started giving suggestions or they'd bring things in to be part of community and just, um, I think one of the highlights for me, I'm always passing notes to kids. My love language is words of encouragement. And, and then they clue into this. And I had a girl this year. Um, I told her I like shiny things. My husband had given me a gift and I like words of encouragement. And so she made me a note on a piece of shiny gold paper. And then she folded it into a heart and it's on my TikTok. And my heart just melted. I was like, wow. I just, cause that to me is like, that's a personal gift. A, they, yeah. they know you, but B, they want to share something of themselves because she made it. And so, uh, that was, that was really cool. And then, um, We actually use TikTok in my classroom. Sometimes we would make TikToks in class. And there was this one day where like three quarters of the class was missing either because of sports or drumline or drama or band. And I thought, well, Mm -hmm. I don't want to teach something twice. So I said to them, I said, I'll tell you what, I won't give you a big grammar test. If you can make a TikTok in French and get Renee Wilkin, who is a Canadian singer in French, get her to give me a shout out, you won't get a grammar test. Well. They were using their dictionaries. They were asking each other questions. And that's the one where I'm wearing the red um, Starbucks apron because I found a Starbucks barista that has my name. And uh, so she gave me her red. I wore it all week long. And uh, so this apron. And then they had us running up to the camera and they had one of Renee Wilkins songs in the background. And um, yeah. And she gave me a shout out. So, woo-hoo. That's amazing. You know, that's... I... That's so
0: um there's so much there to like unpack but one thing is you know without saying like without assigning like a right or wrong to it you have embraced technology and a platform that can cause a lot of headaches right yeah. for teachers or for like it can right and um but you've embraced the fact that tiktok's here so it's a thing it's a part right? of their lives using yeah so um he's like how has that experience been for you, and how do you how how have you seen that be a like a positive thing um, for you and your students in class?
1: Yeah, well, and it's interesting. Number one, I just like TikTok, and it was because of one of my <laughs> students that I'm actually on. She made the account for me, and then told me to take over. Uh, and so, um, but it is part of their life. But also as a teacher, I look at TikTok and go, that is a form of literacy. And yeah, so. I try to teach my students reading, you know, Great Expectations is a fantastic thing. It's a great book. I can suggest others. Um, But there are so many different forms of literacy that we use on a daily basis that we may not give credit to or realize that there are skills and strategies that we use to be able to read those. And so as far as I'm concerned, if we can teach students how to use technology in a positive way, I think that's that's just the best. The only problem I've had with TikTok is that I have a particular student who trolls me on my TikTok while he's (laughs) in my class. And I'm like, dude, like I'm right here. Like the physical me is right here. Why are you on my TikTok? So um he's he actually yeah. made a comment once. He says, uh Mrs. Drew, your class is uh one of my top ten favorite classes, which sounds lovely. But in a Except, school year he only has eight. So I'm like, I don't know yeah. if, if I'm nine or ten or like, what's going on there. So <laughs> oh,
0: I'll be like one well, of probably my one of my favorite kids. That's just like I know like there's so much humor in that and oh, He's obviously very clever. So, mm-hmm.
1: uh, and I love that. I love joking around with kids. Like I joke with them. Mm-hmm. Like ninety six percent of what I say is like not real. And apparently, I'm good at acting because I I scared them one day, and I was like, you know, I'm so upset. And it was just joking, and it was all funny. And they're and half of them were in on the joke, and so they did. Mm-hmm. Like I could hear them mumbling, "She's still joking. Like is this this is still the joke, right?" And yeah, so I love embracing humor and having a good time in class. Oh, that's great. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah so I mean, I. Obviously, like connecting with kids, probably is one of the things that's um, made it made this year and or the past few years. You said, like, you actually said the last couple of years have solidified mm-hmm. for you that where you are is where yeah. is where is where you belong and where you're meant to be. And you know, in the age of teacher quits, top mm-hmm. or the Great Resignation or the mass exodus of teachers, which we know is a thing. Um, and no, I mean, it's a real struggle Mm -hmm. for some people and for some teachers for lots of different reasons. Um, and on the flip side, there are a lot of people that are figuring it out, navigating it, whether it's intentional or just because there's some kind of environmental or circumstantial reason that they are still loving their job or finding the joy or whatever it is. It sounds like you have that's that happened for you mm. and that you actually like been like no I actually really really love it can you tell us about that a little
1: bit yeah I honestly can't there's maybe one other job I can think of doing other than teaching and that's kind of like my next step in my my career journey but I I really feel like students human beings in general need to feel a sense of community and mm-hmm. when I have a student come up to me and say Mrs. Drew I hate French but I really like coming to this class. This actually was one of my TikToks. It, it, it's, it's, it's because that student chooses to show up every day and it's because that they know, they know that they are part of a community. They belong here. We value them. And I always say mm-hmm. to the students, I don't value you because you get an A in my class. I value you for the things that you can't Google. Like really, if you think about it, much of the stuff that we teach in a curriculum, the content-based stuff, Almost anybody mm-hmm. can Google that with the yeah. phone that's in their pocket, which almost everyone of yeah. these kids has. What's more difficult too, and, and I think some of the problems that we're seeing with students is because the technology does not always allow them to feel part of a community. And with us being separated so much and with things being canceled and, and we're just now starting to get back into things, I, I think they are seeking community. So first and foremost, I can let these students know that I value you. And I cherish the fact that you spend time with us every day. And I appreciate the work that you put into showing up and being kind and being respectful uh, and participating. Um, and, and, you know, I always encourage them to take learning risks and I do the same thing. I try to find ways that I can take learning risks and I show them when I fail ethically and we all have a little giggle and, um, you know, I says, but I've learned stuff even through this. And so I really feel they are seeking for a sense of community and, and, you know, we can take that to our teachers who are struggling. They want to feel like they're valued. They want to feel like somebody sees them. And I think for, for myself, um, It has been mentioned over the years that I drop notes into teachers' mailboxes, even if I don't see them all the time. And again, back to that words of encouragement, that's my thing that I like to do. And Mm so, um, yeah, I just think that's what kids are really yearning for. And the the rest will come. The the rest will come.
0: I mean, I don't know what your, like, background or teacher prep program was like or taught you. And it was also, you know, like you said, 16 years Mm -hmm. ago is when you started teaching. Um, I did my uh, di- did my dissertation on the causes of chronic absenteeism mm-hmm. in ninth grade students in urban, in urban school districts. And, um, it was, a, I think the causes of and solutions too. And I actually did, uh, uh, focus groups with ninth graders and they happened to be in my school. And I, it was ninth graders who they missed between about 10 to 20% of the school year. Or they were on track too. Cause I did it, I think probably in February. And so I had maybe four or five focus groups, all different. Uh, those focus groups, I did mostly ninth grade, but then I had a couple of mixed, mixed mm-hmm. grade levels just to compare. And the so I I was I was blown away by what they shared about, I asked them like the reasons why they might miss class or why they go to class. So like when they don't want to, what gets right. them there? Uh, because for this group of students, like the promise of, oh, like, if you have perfect attendance this week, you can have a cookie you know, yeah. reward at the end of the week. That wasn't yeah. getting them out of bed in the morning to say, like, I really don't want to go to school, but you know what? I really want that cookie. Yeah. Um, I made fun of it because, like, that was something I had, like, thought yeah. of years ago when I was uh, an administrator. <laughs> like, oh, we'll do rewards, which yeah. fine. But, like, for the kid, for kids who re- have absenteeism um, mm-hmm. issues, that reward is not the thing right. that's getting them there. Right. And so I asked them, like, what is the thing? And they said, they said, we know our teachers hmm. care. And I said, well, how do you, okay, so how do you know your teachers care? And they said, they just repeated pretty much everything mm-hmm. that you just rattled off, which is, I I don't, it's not about the grade. It's, I care that you're yeah. here. Or, hey, um, you, you, oh, you weren't here yesterday. We missed yeah. you. Or, um, you know, what? you weren't here yesterday, the day before. Let me, here, take this so you're not, mm-hmm. so you can get caught up and just, this is where we are right now. I care that you missed what you have and I care that you're you know, on track. Or, I just happened to notice you weren't yeah. here. Um, or I'm really glad to see you in this community and we are a yeah. community. So all those things that you just mentioned that you mm-hmm. do are the things that students who actually struggle to get yeah. to school say were the difference. Like they, cause in our, um, back then, and it still happens in that district, you track attendance by period. Right. So there were, um, there were students who missed particular classes all the time and we'll go to other classes and I'd be like that's like you know that's a really hard class but your attendance in that class is actually really really Mm -hmm. strong but that's a really tough Mm -hmm. class and you said you didn't even like exactly what is it about that class and they were like well so and so the teacher really they they support me like I noticed that even though it's really hard they do things they they'll give me they don't say graphic organizer, but it would be like a graphic organizer or something to help them understand. Or They'll say, hey, stay with me after for 10 minutes and I'll I'll catch you up and just care that they learned it and were part of that community. They felt felt important and that got them to those classes that seemed to be harder or that they might not have liked as much.
1: And and I think that's part of it too. Like, I mean, as teachers, as educators, we're supposed to be able – to, to notice when a student is struggling and, and come up with with mm-hmm. uh, creative ideas, sometimes differentiated uh, ways in which students can, can learn things and, and I think having a variety of stuff, but also having a variety of things that aren't I mean kids need brain breaks. Our classes are 75 minutes long. And to ask a student yeah. to sit there for 75 minutes is quite difficult. And for me, like I love lecture style learning. I love the prof talking mm-hmm. and also here and take notes and I would be perfectly happy to do that as a teacher. Uh, until I get a crazy idea of something fun to do. Um, but they need brain breaks. And I think sometimes these little things that we do, um, you know, it, it it boosts up the fun factor. Um, it gives them that time to get out of their seats, to move around, to do something, and then to come back fresh to whatever it was that they were working on or, or what have you. And um, yeah, I just, I think that is just so, uh, so important uh, to what we do. Now, having said all that, it's exhausting. I'll be honest. I come home at the end of the day and I am exhausted and we were joking, you know, like I'm I'm May tired in like December or whatever it was. And, yeah. and, and it, yeah. it is exhausting, it takes a lot out of us, but you know, I've, I've tried pulling back, it's not in me. And I, to be honest, mm-hmm. I love, I love these kids. I don't love this job. I mean, I do, but I love these kids. And when, you know, when kids are coming to your husband's funeral, when kids are coming to special events, when kids ask you like a couple of weeks ago, to go to their birthday tea and then a couple mm-hmm. of them who are there think it's really funny to call you by your first name. And you're like, yeah, that's all Chelsea. That is actually my mm-hmm. name. So go ahead and use it. But like, yeah, you're, you know, those types of things. I wouldn't give that up for anything. Wouldn't give it up for anything.
0: Yeah. 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 The relationship piece. So the relationship and connection mm-hmm. seems to be, um, I mean, that's I think a prominent theme in for kids and for yeah. teachers, right. To like to up the, uh, the joy factor or just or maybe the sense Mm -hmm. of purpose like the sense of purpose for being there um so you i noticed also um i had noticed in your tiktok videos and also just from from um emailing with you that you also do a lot to support teachers not just in like yes you drop the notes and boxes and um you encourage them but you're also actually doing some um other things to support teachers as well.
1: Can you tell us about that? It's interesting that you asked that question today because uh, I've gotten to know one of my colleagues a little better. It's her second year at our school. She's been a teacher for mm-hmm. quite some time. Uh, and um, I'm also working on my master's right now. So I'm learning all these new ideas and these these things I want to implement in my classes. And so I I bring those ideas to conversations that I have with, with some of my, my colleagues. And, and uh, today she gave me Such a compliment. It actually floored me. I just didn't know actually what to say to her. Um, She said, I have helped her to become a better teacher this year. And I was like, I was just looking for somebody to talk to and bounce ideas off of. And I just think like how amazing is that, that as teachers, we can have conversations about our practice. We can encourage one another to try new things. We can encourage one another when those new things don't go well, but we can also celebrate with one another when things do go well. And, And we can challenge each other to not become stagnant. After 16 years, there's things that I know work well that take very little energy and I could probably get away with doing it, but I don't feel that those things are pressing me on to improve. Um, I think my practice of a teacher should continue to improve up until the day I, I decide to stop teaching. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. our teachers benefit like our colleagues uh, as well as our students. And so uh, that's, that's kind of a journey I've been on for the last two years during this degree. Um, and I just now I'm I'm looking into coaching as a next step. And and I've you know, got this website going just different ways that I can support teachers. So that's probably what you're leaning into is that I've started this website. Yeah. Uh, it's called We French Teachers. We as in O-U-I, yes in French. Um, and in part, I called it that because I wanted to say we are French teachers. And yes, you are a French teacher in British Columbia. It's an English majority language part of Canada. So mm-hmm. you may know that we are considered a bilingual country really on on the east coast is where, with Quebec and New Brunswick and Ontario, um, that's where the majority of the French is spoken. And the farther east you get, Mm -hmm. it kind of, you know, wanes a little bit. And so uh, out here in British Columbia, it's difficult to find people who speak French. And so with there being such a shortage of French teachers, what ends up happening is um, we've got a couple of different streams of French programs. We've got Core French, which is kids who are taking all of their courses in English, but they're taking one block of French. And then we've got French immersion, which can either start in kindergarten or in middle school. And that's where everything is taught in French. So you are learning the language while you are learning this, this next curriculum. Wow. Uh, And that's what I did from grade six to 12. And it was simply because I just, I I have been in Aberdeen with languages since day one. And so um, being born in England and immigrating to Canada with my parents, my parents were like, why do you want to learn French? And I just was like, I just love languages. And so, um, I'm considered bilingual. I've I've spent some time over in France and I've spent some time in Quebec. In fact, I'll be there in, in a week. Um, and I always oh. thought I wanted to teach French immersion because my French is, is good enough to do that. And I realized that if I was in the public system, there's a good chance I probably would be a French immersion teacher. But then I got to thinking a couple of years ago, if all the really competent, as in like, I have a lot of experience and I've studied this, how to teach a language and I know the language, um, if all those teachers get sent over to French immersion programs, who's teaching the core French kids? Because the core mm-hmm. French kids deserve a good French education as well. And I'm not saying I'm I'm the best, but I want to make sure that my core French kids go through my program and whatever their language skills are when they come out the other end to, to feel that they got they received really good French teaching. And so uh core French has now become a part of my my heart and, and my focus. And so this website was to help those teachers who perhaps didn't want to teach French were just given French. And now they don't know what to do as far as teaching French, because that does happen uh, and with other classes yeah. and courses as well. And so my hope is that this website will be a place that they will come to where they can, if they need to grab a lesson plan, I'll have some up there and they're more than welcome to just grab it and take it. Uh, if they've got a question of something that they'd like to follow, to dig into whether it's a, it's a research thing they've talked about, they've heard about, or whether it's it's how do I teach this grammar? Or what I really love is for people to actually not focus so much on grammar and vocab, as much as I love it, but to infuse their language classes with culture because you cannot separate those two. And so um, my, my project has really been about integrating Quebecois, French, indigenous cultures, because they're all connected, into the language classroom. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's what I'm hoping this this will be. I'm a big proponent of like I'm a big supporter of anything I make, you're welcome to take. Um and you're welcome to use it and change it however it works for you. You know, maybe one day when I write a book, I'll be selling those ones on uh, Amazon or something, but yes. but as far as anything I make, like I just made that planner was my first kick at the can and it's it's not perfect, but I'm so proud of it and if somebody wants it, it's I will good. send it to them. So yeah.
0: Well, okay, so I'm going to tell people A to um, follow, what's your um, handle on TikTok?
1: Mrs. Drew underscore teaches French.
0: So you need to go on TikTok because uh, if you go to Mrs. Drew underscore teaches French, you'll see the TikTok with the planner because I know I commented on it. I was like, that is amazing. That looks so good. So, if you need a planner, um, absolutely. And then th- that's amazing that you're giving it away. I would say collect email lists Ooh, yeah, so yeah. that, that people can be on your email list. So that, we, well, I say that too because I feel like what you're doing with your, you know, I know you're just starting out with the website, but your, what you're trying to do for teachers. Um, and I know it's you know, you're supporting French teachers. I feel like though, there's so much there for all Mm -hmm. teachers. Um, Because when you, when you, I was just chuckling to myself and, you know, gosh, some teachers that I've probably been a principal for, or maybe in the future would be an administrator for, um, and maybe in charge of like the Mm -hmm. teaching program and signing classes, I'd probably be like, Michaelia, that's not even funny because you gave me a class I didn't want to teach. Um, But, but you said like, you know, there are teachers who, might not want to teach French or might not have signed up to do that. And now they find themselves teaching French. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so relatable because that's literally the experience of a teacher. Right. It's like, I I didn't sign up for this. And sometimes you're finding out like,
1: so so on that in Um, that vein, when I applied for this job, I'm like, if you need a French teacher, I'm it. If you need a foods teacher, like do not be calling me ended up teaching three blocks of foods. And my very first first lesson was I lifted up this cup measuring cup and I go, so they've told me this is a one cup measure. All right. If you can make something and eat it and keep it down to the bell, I'll give you an A. And that's how my first year went. So, yeah, but you're absolutely right. So many of the things that we talk about in a language classroom can also apply to other languages or can apply to other other teaching stuff. So, yeah. So if if teachers happen to yeah. find the website and it's in English, by the way, the website is in English um, and there will be the odd French post, but then there'll be English that follows it. And, and so that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's just a really cool resource. I love the 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 We French Teachers. So remember O U I French Teachers is really really cool. And how can pe- can people email you? Is there like a, a way to contact you through the yeah? Website? So yeah. they
1: can uh, click on contact and then submit their email address and maybe a little comment. Or you can email me directly at Vanessa at uh, We French com. So. Yeah.
0: Um. I am really grateful that you came on the episode today because again, like I said, I, you know, I saw you on TikTok um, and I saw the content that you're putting out. It's just, it just comes across how much you love what you do, how much you care about your students and like, not just, I mean, how much you care how much you're humored by them, like how much yeah. joy they bring you. And like, in in all aspects, like from taking your ceiling mm-hmm. tile and decorating it to like, the things you might produce in class, the things that spontaneously happen, and then the fact that you're also supporting yeah. teachers um, in the ways that you are too, especially organically mm-hmm. with the planner and and, and just out there just to help. Um, I think it helps build the community of mm-hmm. adults too who you know might have felt really isolated this past year, couple couple years, um, and are looking for that in f- helping to find our joy again. So thank you so wow, much. No for being with thank us you very today. much for the invitation. And everybody who's listening, please check out – Um, well, on t- you have to be on TikTok. I'm just going to say you got to be on TikTok. I know people are worried that their administrators and districts are going to find them. Just, like, pick yeah. a different name and, like, don't be crazy TikToks. But you have to be on it to at least lurk and yeah. look at all the great things on there and, and follow Mrs. Drew underscore teaches French because there's great content there, and you'll find a lot of joy. If you're looking to find that spark again, you're going to see a lot of that there. So um, with that, we'll say uh, – uh, oh, yeah, how do we say um, – uh let's see how do we say i always say uh until next week um take care can you can you say, say that in plus,
1: which is the shortened version of A Plutau, which is i'll see you later so
0: i just love hearing vanessa talk about building that strong community in her classroom and what that has done for our students and for her we are going to be focusing on building that strong classroom community also known as a really strong classroom culture during our summer self-taught live event which is starts on july 14th and into the fall as we build strong classroom cultures because as we as we have heard all summer and really all year last year through our podcast episodes it's one of the common threads that ties all of the positive teaching experiences together is when that strong classroom community and classroom culture exists so we are actually going to be focusing on that i can't wait to do it um, until next week, I hope you had a nice fourth uh, and some nice time off and continue, continue to enjoy your summers. Till next week, take care.